Welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. And hi, my name's Kay. <laughs> we are going to be reading from the Book of Signs by Dr. David Jeremiah. And Kay, today we are going to talk about the Great White Throne Judgment. So let's just dive on in. Okay. In 2017, four young adult women went for a swim in New Zealand's Bacato River. The girls dived in at their favorite spot, oblivious to any danger, but danger lurked. An upstream power station regularly opens its dam to release excess water. During these runoffs, the rivers rise perceptionlessly and become a raging torrent. The warning signs are posted along the banks and a siren always sounds five minutes before the dam opens, giving swimmers ample time to get out of the river. But the girls ignored the signs. Though they heard the siren, either they didn't grasp its meaning or they failed to realize the extent of danger. As the water rose, the four students scrambled to a rock midstream, which was quickly submerged under the rising torrent. A man edged out on a nearby rock and urged the girls to come to him before it was too late. Three of the girls finally plunged toward him and he pulled them out of the rushing water, but for the fourth it was too late. Before she could reach safety, the floods swept her downriver to her death. Too late? It's one of the saddest phrases in the English language. It speaks of tragic finality, of irreversible decisions, or forever missed opportunities. In this chapter, we will address the ultimate tragedy that will befall those who do not turn to God before it's too late. Okay, just like we were talking earlier, once you die, that's it. There's no asking God for forgiveness. There's no saying, I'm sorry, please let me into heaven. Instead, too late. It's too late. It's too late. The Apostle John described this scene from his vision of mankind's final judgment. Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 2015. This must be the most chilling passage in the Bible, but today it is broadly ignored or dismissed as fantasy. Most Christians understand that everyone on earth faces final judgment. For the Bible says it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. Many believe this means God will assess our lives, weigh our good deeds against the bad, and then decide whether we shall we rather we shall be rewarded or condemned. The biblical picture of judgment is nothing like that. Our eternal fate will be sealed at death, not by God weighing evidence after the fact. In the end times there will actually be two altogether separate judgments occurring at different times and being tried in different courts. The first is called the judgment seat of Christ. The second is the great white throne judgment. All authentic Christians will be judged in the first court, which will immediately follow the rapture. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body 
according to what he has done, whether good or bad from second. The object of this court is not to determine guilt or con or to condemn, because every person who passes through it will be a Christian. They will be reprieved because grace covers their sins. In this court, believers' works will be evaluated to determine on how lavishly they should be rewarded. That's really something to ponder. Isn't it? Yeah. All unbelievers and the pseudo-Christians will be judged in the second court, the great white throne judgment. They will not be graded on the curve system or evaluated by cultural opinions of right and wrong. They will be judged by the unbending standards of God's truth. And this judgment will be forever. Unalterable. Oh my goodness. Just like I was saying. Unalterable. These two contrasting judgments will follow the two resurrections yet to occur in the future. Jesus mentioned both. Do not marvel at this. For the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Seventh-day Advents, Jehovah Witnesses, and a growing number of evangelical Christians are teaching a doctrine called conditional immorality, which jettisons the concept of hell. They assert that the wicked will be destroyed. This belief contradicts Bible teaching, which says that everyone who has ever lived will be resurrected and judged, and those who are condemned will suffer torment forever. The first resurrection which Jesus calls the resurrection of life, will occur in two stages. The first will be simultaneous with the rapture when the saved of the present age are raised to meet Christ along with those who are raptured. The second stage will occur seven years when the saints martyred during the tribulation period are resurrected to enter the millennium. Is mm-hmm. that when the two witnesses mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the Old Testament saints will also be raised in the second stage? This means when Christ returns to reign in the millennium, the first resurrection will be completed. Every believer who has ever lived will have them raised from the dead. Oh my goodness. In Revelation 20, John describes the second resurrection, which Christ calls the resurrection of condemnation because all the dead unbelievers will be raised to face eternal punishment. The rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the book, each one according to his work. He gave up the dead and who were in it. And death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life is cast into the lake of fire. In the second resurrection, all the unsaved dead from creation to the millennium 
will be raised to face a final condemnation. It will occur 1,000 years after the completion of the first resurrection at the end of the tribulation period. With this resurrection, everyone who ever lived will be raised, some to eternal glory, others to eternal condemnation. The Place of the Great White Throne I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. We are not told when the great white throne judgment will occur, but we do know where it will not occur. It cannot occur on earth because when Christ appears, the earth and the heaven will have fled away. It cannot occur in heaven because sinners are barred from the presence of God. John Walvoord suggests that it could occur in what we might call another dimension. It will not happen in our present universe, either on earth or in the atmospheric stellar or divine heavens. No planet in our solar system will qualify. It could take place somewhere beyond our universe that has not yet been affected by angelic sin. Whether the assigned place actually exists today, it's hard to say. The person on the great white throne, I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, and I saw the dead standing before God. Jesus made it clear that he will be the judge sitting upon the great white throne. The Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. And he has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Paul affirms Christ's judiciary role. God will judge the secrets of men. Christ will be the judge of both the final judgments of mankind. At the first, he will judge the faithful. At the second, he will judge the unredeemed. No one is better qualified than Christ. He offered salvation to mankind, so it is fitting that he should judge those who both accept and reject his generous and costly offer. The people before the great white throne, I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death in Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. In John's vision, he saw all the bodies and souls of unbelievers in all ages called up from the death in Hades to stand before the great white throne. This vast throng will include both the smallest and great, which encompasses all classes and ranks of people, even religious people. Erwin Lutzer wrote, This multitude is diverse in its religions. We see Buddhists, Muslims, Hindus, Protestants, and Catholics. We see those who believed in one God and those who believed in many gods. We see those who refused to believe in God at all. We see those who believed in meditation as a means of salvation and those who believed that doing good deeds was the path to eternal life. We see the moral and the immoral, the priest as well as the minister, the nun as well as the missionary. Religious people who stand before the great white throne will be shocked to hear their judgment. But Jesus gave them a fair warning. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? 
And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. These words shatter the popular opinion that believing in your own personal truth makes it true for you. The Bible makes it clear. There is one truth and one truth only, Jesus Christ. Your only choice is Christ or eternal death. Wealth, class, fame, or accomplishment is all meaning before the great white throne. We have some people who look down on people because they have a degree or they think they're better than other people. That's not going to matter when you die. Mm -mm. Your PhD, your master's, what's going to matter is how you treated God's people. When you walk by someone and you see someone struggling, are you going to help them? Or are you just going to walk by them? You can't take your toys with you. Can't take your house, your car. Can't take your gold, your jewelry. Nothing goes with you. Not even your degree. Right. Yes. It's really important how you treat people. It's going to be if you have that personal relationship and you accepted God as your personal savior, nothing else in this world is going to matter. Yeah. Nothing. 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 Both the small and the great of this life, as men view other men, will will be there. The banker and the beggar. The prince and the pauper. The statesman. The scientist, the lawyer, the doctor, the professor, the author, the mechanic, the housewife, the bricklayer, the farmer, and the criminal. In this life, men have station. But before Christ, there will be no respect of persons. Although they will stand there in mass, they will be judged individually. Whether rich, poor, famous, obscure, beautiful, plain, powerful, weak, intelligent, dull, religious, or agnostic. All who stand before the great right throne will share one common attribute. They will be utterly without hope because they died outside of Christ. In the words of Donald Gray Barnhouse, only one group will be seen in this judgment, the dead, the spiritually dead. The purpose of the great white throne I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were open. And another was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. When all the unregenerate dead stand before God, the books will be opened. This simply means their past deeds will be exposed. One of the books is identified the book of life. The others are not mentioned here, but various scriptures indicate their identity and purpose in this final judgment. Wow, Miss Kay, we got to wrap up there, but the next time we come back, we will talk about the book of the law. Girl, we are learning so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that, that we're learning you also as, <laughs> as we walk this journey together here and see the truth. Apply it. It's just so exciting to me. And some of it I can't even comprehend. Like, wow, that's really going to happen? Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Again, thanks for stopping by. Have a blessed week. Thank you.